everybody. You're here with another episode of Big Talk with Lizzie with your host, Lizzie the Gifted. That is a sneak peek of my brand new single coming out this Friday, Good Ones Go, fully produced by me. Really excited to put that one out there. Guys, so glad to be talking to you today. I did it. 75 Hard is officially complete. If you've been following me on social media, uh, you've probably been seeing me post about 75 Hard, but today I want to dedicate this episode just talking about what 75 Hard is, my experience with 75 Hard, and talk about where it came from. So first off, 75 Hard comes from my favorite podcast, which is called the MF CEO Project, um, hosted by Andy Frisella. And it's one of my favorite podcasts. Uh, in fact, my friend Tion Connor is actually the one who put me onto the pod. So shout out to Tion for that. Um, and I heard about 75 Hard back in March, March of 2019, actually. But when I first heard about 75 Hard, I just thought there's no way I could do this. So I, I wanted to do it, but I was too soft and I just didn't do it. Um, but what ended up happening was kind of went through a big life change in my life and uh, it put me in a weird place mentally. Um, it put me in like, I was going through like a lot of like ups and downs on the day-to-day basis. I was waking up happy and then I'd get sad and depressed or I'd get frustrated and anxious. Then I'd go back up to happy and I'd get sad. And it was just, it was, I was going through an emotional roller coaster every day on an hourly basis. I couldn't control my emotions. Um, I was waking up whenever I wanted, instead of trying to make myself wake up at a certain time, I was very loose with my time, was letting my days get away from me. It was just, it was just no good. It was just no good. So And I just said, man, I just don't want to feel like this anymore. I don't want to go through these ups and downs. I don't want to, you know, lack confidence. I want to believe that I can really do anything. And I knew that 75 hard was what was going to get me to that next level. Okay. So 75 hard is, you know, the purpose of 75 hard is it's going to sound like it's a fitness challenge. It's going to sound like it's a physical health challenge. It's actually not. There's aspects of it that are um, related to physical health, but the challenge is actually much more of a personal development mental challenge. So here's how it works. So you have to do these five things every single day for 75 days in a row, no deviation, no cheating, no making your own rules or your own version of it. This is what 75 hard is. Uh, And if you mess up, you got to start over. Okay. So I'm going to explain them to you. Number one, you have to exercise twice a day. Each workout has to be 45 minutes and one of the workouts has to be outdoors. Okay. And that can be walking, It can be running, it can be biking. You could drag your treadmill outside and run on your treadmill outdoors. You could do weights. You could do, if you're in a wheelchair, you could wheel around for 45 minutes. If you're on crutches, go crutch around for 45 minutes. Um, I have heard that there are 
are people who are pregnant, women who are pregnant, who finish 75 hard and then three days later give birth to their child. So they're doing this pregnant. I've heard of people doing this in wheelchairs. Um, it's very possible. So there's really no excuse. There's people who run seven and eight companies who have a lot of stuff on their mind who they get this done. Hi, I'm drinking some water. I'm a little dehydrated. Um, so, and people have asked me this. Hey, can I just do like a two-hour hike? And the answer is no. They have to be two separate workouts. There needs to be a level of inconvenience. That's the point of this. That's where this challenge comes in, where it's already not only a physical challenge. It's got to be mental. It's got to be a little inconvenient. Um, okay, so that's pretty simple. Uh, rule number, oh, by the way, both workouts can be outdoors. That's totally fine. One of them has to be. And the point of this is no matter what the conditions are, right? Rain, sun, sleet or snow, it doesn't matter. You have to go out and do it. And obviously if there's a freaking thunderstorm or a hurricane or tsunami, yeah, don't go outside. Obviously don't kill yourself. But no matter what, you got to go out and do it. Now, this is where I got a little lucky. I live in California, so the weather's pretty good. But guys, don't get it twisted. I went out in the rain, pouring rain, at least five times or six times during this whole thing and walked outdoors. So yeah, it, there's, it's not always going to be perfect. So you got to go out and just do it, all right? Number two, you got to stick to a diet. Now, this diet, you cannot have any cheat meals. You can't even have a bite of food off of your diet and no alcohol. So here's what my diet was. So my diet was no refined sugar, no simple carbs, no dairy, and for everybody, there's no alcohol. You can't have any alcohol. The re and here, here's, here's an interesting part of the diet, okay? If, so there's other diets like intermittent fasting or counting your macros. The problem with those is you can eat whatever you want. With intermittent fasting, you can eat any item of food that you want within your time frame. That would not count with 75 hard. You have to eat clean for 75 days. So even if you have a bite of chocolate, oh, I'll just try a bite of chocolate or oh, I'll just try a scoop of ice cream. You're done. You got to start over. No deviations whatsoever. The tough part for me, the sugar part was hard, not because I have a sweet tooth because I'm not a big sweet guy. You know, obviously, I love a good slice of cheesecake or creme brulee. Obviously, you know, I like ice cream once in a while. Good, a good, you know, a good buttermilk bar from Bob's Donuts in San Francisco. But what's hard about it is I started realizing that I really needed to check the ingredients of a lot of foods because a lot of foods and certain drinks have added sugar. A lot of food, food you wouldn't expect. You got to be super, 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 super careful with that. So I started, I cut out more foods than I was expecting to cut out for that reason. Okay. Uh, the simple carbs, you know, simple, I think means no, like, like a simple carb is, is something that your body doesn't have to work hard to break down. So a simple carb would be like bread or crackers or cake uh, or pasta and noodles it means it sits in your body and your body, your body doesn't have to work that hard to break it down. Simple. Complex carbs, potatoes, brown rice, quinoa, barley, stuff like that. Your body has to burn a lot of calories to break it down, therefore making it, 
you know, carbs are supposed to give you energy. So that's where it gets its purpose. I'm not a dietitian or a nutritionist. I don't know that much, but that that's my definition of it. And then the no dairy thing, you know, I definitely already wasn't a big dairy person, but I just personally don't like dairy. I think it makes me feel kind of sick and bloated. Um, there's a lot of mucus in milk and it's going to build up mucus in your body. So I just stay away from dairy personally. And I kind of recommend staying away from dairy for other people too. But at the same time, there's a lot of people who obviously eat super clean and they have milk and dairy. So I'm not that, I don't feel that strongly about the dairy part. I just did it for me. Okay. Number three, a gallon of water. You got to drink a gallon of water a day. This is super simple, but I've seen a lot of people say, oh, well, you know, drinking a gallon of water could be really bad. You could die if you drink too much water. You know, you can drown yourself. Okay, dude, like with all the physical exercise you're doing, two workouts a day, you actually need to drink a gallon of water to sustain it. Yeah, if you're lazy and you're just sitting on your butt all day, like drinking a gallon of water, you're not going to be able to do it. But because you're exercising so much, you need to drink that water. So... It's just stupid when people say that. It's ridiculous. Number four, you have to read 10 pages. Sorry, I kicked the mic stand. You have to read 10 pages of a nonfiction book. And the book, you know, categories that would fit into this might be personal development, finance, entrepreneurship, biographies, autobiographies, psychology books, anything that's just going to make you a smarter person. The reading isn't meant to be, oh, let me grab my favorite Nicholas Sparks book or let me go grab a good old J.K. Rowling book and just sit back and go into my fantasy land. No, you're supposed to read a nonfiction book that's going to make you a smarter person, not a magazine. Audio books don't count. E-books don't count. Coloring books don't count. Books with five pages on them don't count. Okay. Um, You'll come to learn reading 10 pages a day. This is really hard for a lot of people. For me, it wasn't that hard. Um, I had already kind of started reading a little in my life. Now reading is a straight up habit for me. I read every day. I love reading. So, um, it's kind of exciting. You'll come to find there's a lot of really, really, really great books that are about 300 pages or less. And it's great because you'll pick up a book. Let's say you pick up a book. It's 220 pages or 250 pages. It's kind of fun because you pick it up and you say, like I used to do this, I would, I would, I would pick up a book and I would flip right to the last page just to see how many pages the book is. And I would divide it by 10. So if a book's 250 pages, divide by 10 is 25 days. Cause I'm going to read 10 pages a day. And it's like, wow, I'm going to finish this book in less than a month. So the books that I finished, um, wow, I finished relentless by Tim Grover, expert secrets by Russell Brunson. Um, how to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. And I'm right now in the middle of reading Money, Master the Game. That's by Tony Robbins. That's over 600 pages. So um, that's that. The last one is the progress picture. Okay. So this is obviously by far, this is the easiest one. The progress picture is where basically take a selfie or not a selfie, a mirror picture, shirtless. If you're a woman, sports bra and shorts, anything that's going to show clothing, that's going to show your body. Um, the reason you don't want to wear too much clothes is because you want to have a book a, sort of like a flip book or like a slideshow at the end of your 75 days. That's kind of like, Hey, look at all the, you know, look at what I've accomplished with my body. Um, and you know, I can tell you guys from my own experience with this, that's crazy. The progress I saw with my body. Um, and it's almost like crazy. Cause I'll look back at old videos of myself before I started and old pictures of myself. And I look at myself and I go, Oh my God, like how could I have let myself get that? Like, look like that. Like I look like a freaking balloon. It was ridiculous. So 
No deviations. If you deviate at all, you have to start over. Well, guys, get. Oh my gosh. So guess what happened, man? So I started this program December 2nd, 2019. On day 40. So I don't remember what day that was exactly, but it was uh, January 10th. That's what it was. January 10th, 2020. I wake up on day 40 and I freak out. I realized that I did not take my progress picture on day 39. I freaked out. This was actually one of the most like crazy experiences of my life was this. January 10th, 2020. It was, oh my gosh. I'm freaking out. I'm literally yelling at myself. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm freaking out. I'm slapping myself in the face because I'm like mad at myself. I look myself in the color of my eyes in the mirror. I'm looking myself dead in the colors of my eyes, nose to the mirror, looking at myself, you are so soft. And I start cussing at myself, which I won't do now. I'm cussing, saying, you're this, you're that, you're this, you're that. I'm like, you have to start over. Oh my God, guys, I'm literally freaking out remembering this. I don't want to get too deep. Oh my God, I got to calm down. I'm now thinking about how this felt, but I'm like, you got to start over. You know you have to start over. I'm freaking out. I go, I got to go on my walk. I got to go on my walk. I go on my walk. I'm out loud with my mouth talking to myself the entire walk for over an hour. Called a couple of I called like five people to ask them, what do you think I should do? I ended up reaching out to my boy, Kyle David. Shout out to Kyle David on the Legion, um, Legion uh, music production team. He kind of talked me through it and he said, I think you should keep going, bro, and just take a picture on day 76. I'm like, I don't know, bro. So I get home, I talk to my dad, I tell him what happened. My dad, you know, probably my, you know, one of my biggest supporters, if not my biggest supporter of this program. I talk to my dad and I tell him what happened. He sees that I'm freaking out. My dad says something to me that really impacted me and just changed everything for me. My dad said, first, my dad said, don't start over. You're being way too hard on yourself. You're being ridiculous. But that just didn't sit well with me. And he could tell. And then my dad said, but you know what, Lee? You're never going to change. This is your life now. It's not like you're going to finish 75 hard and stop. You're not going to go back to the way things were. What's wrong with starting over? It's not that hard. Boom. That right there is exactly what I needed to hear. So on day on January 10th, 2020, I started over my 75 hard program all because of the progress pick. I actually did a podcast all about this, talking about the small details of why I had to start over. You go, you should go listen to it. It's a super good episode. I'm not going to get into it now. Um, and it made me realize the reason the progress picture was there. Okay. So again, this is not a weight loss program. This is not, this is a mental toughness program. This is all about becoming a better person, becoming stronger, walking into a room, having that it factor, you know, being that person that's like, well, like everybody, you walk into a room and everybody notices you just cause you have that it, that thing, that, that aspect about you that people just go, oh wow, who is that guy? Who is that girl? Who is that person? That's what I wanted. And I honestly can say I have it. Um, you know, I want to get into what I've gotten out of the program. And so by the way, like, let's reiterate, from December 2nd to January 10th, 
I did everything else perfectly other than the progress pick. I exercised twice, gallon of water, diet, and the reading. So uh, today, what's today? March 25. So I finished on March 24. So, so I just want to make this clear. Like, I didn't do 75 hard one and a half times because technically I forgot the progress pick. But here's what I did do for 115 days in a row. I exercised twice a day. I dieted extremely extreme, <laughs> drank a gallon of water and read 10 pages for 115 days straight. So I'm now March 25, basically 115 days hard, basically. I just forgot to take the progress pick. And the sense of accomplishment that I feel right now cannot be explained can't really be explained it's really interesting um because i i did this by myself there is a community of tens of thousands of other people who've heard the mfceo project who did it i don't know any of them though i i didn't i don't know them in i don't know anybody who's you know what i mean um Meaning I also did it by myself. Like I didn't have anyone doing it with me or supporting me. I had people supporting me, but I didn't have someone doing exactly the same things that I did for the exact same amount of time lined up with me. So the sense of accomplishment was obviously people supported me. I, you know who you are, who were like, man, keep going. Great job. Keep up the good work. You know, I had those, but, you know, when you win a championship with your basketball team or you win a national championship, you have your team. You, you did it as a team. When you get your college degree, like I have a college degree, I have a, a bachelor's in business at Chico State, which is, by the way, for me, nothing to brag about. I'm not bragging. I'm just telling you. It's... You kind of like graduation. It's like we all we did it. We did it. It's like it's very like team oriented the way it feels. Like graduation is this big ceremony. Like we all did it. But oh, and and the other, I have a few other accomplishments. One one really big accomplishment um, was the Andrew Hopkins Award that I got from Chico State Basketball, and it was dope. Like that was a great accomplishment. Like. Shout out to Coach Clink for awarding me because that's usually given to the uh, team doctor. And the fact that the year I graduated, he gave it to me was like, whoa. So that was that was amazing. And me running two half marathons. that Those were both huge accomplishments. I did that um, and it, it, was, it was amazing. But I had somebody supporting me at the time. I had someone doing it with me. So it was different. This is... This is like me. Like I did this. And nobody else nobody can ever like take this away from me. Like I, I the sense of accomplishment that I feel like there's just nothing that I there's nothing anybody can do that can ever make me forget that I did 75 hard. I feel like the level of confidence that I'm at right now is it's it's another level of confidence. It's 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 more confidence than I had before. Before I was a confident person, but not like this. This is different. This is way more internal confidence. 
And I think it's kind of interesting, but I think the more internal confidence you have, the less you need to portray your external confidence, if that makes sense. I don't need, like, I used to be way more like, I don't know, like, it's kind of cool, like, my, my, literally one of my closest, my dearest friends, Coach Frank Alaco Jr., he, like, really pointed this out to me. He's like, he pointed out that I always feel like I need to, like, show everybody that I'm in the room. Like, he always was like, Lee, you always walk into a room, like, and you feel like you need everyone to know you're in the room. You need to stop doing that. And that was actually, like, obviously, bro, it stung when he told me that, but it was, like, so, like, he was right. And it was, he didn't realize it, but that was how I felt with a lot of different things. I always felt like I needed attention. I always felt like I needed people to look at me just because I was there. And that actually comes from a place of a lack of confidence internally. That's where that came from for me. And I just realized, like, I don't need that. Like, I don't need to tell everybody that I'm in the room. I walk in and people see who I am. Like, people see me walk in. You say hi to the people you need to say hi to. You know? My results, I want my results to speak for themselves. That's all that matters. And... That was a big thing I got out of it. So shout out to Frankie for just pointing, calling me out on that. But the program, Finishing 75 Hard, now I feel like, oh, I don't need to announce my presence. I just need to say hi to people and that's all I need to do. Confident people don't need to tell people how good they are at something. Confident people know how dope they are and everybody else knows it too. You don't need to tell them. Cocky people, arrogant people, loud people, those are the ones who feel like they need to tell everybody because they have insecurities. I bet you know somebody in your life like that. You might be a little like that. Shoot, I was. Don't have any shame. I, I was like that person. But now I just feel I don't need to do that anymore. You know, I'm gonna do my thing. And if I can't do something, if I'm not good at something, then I just own up to it and say, yes, yeah, not one of my strengths, man. I'm, I'm not good at that. You know, I'm not trying to be good at everything. I'm trying to be great at what I need to be great at. That's it. So that's something I learned from this program. Um, the other thing, so I get this from my dad. Um, my dad and I love people. And for those of you who don't, I mean, most of you listening know my dad, but not everybody who listens knows my dad. My dad is an extrovert. So is my mom, both. Big time. Me, my mom, and dad are all type A, type A, type A. I like to tell people we're type triple A. <laughs> Extroverts, all of us. And that's where I get a lot, I get my personality from them. And we're also very like, uh, I learned how to be loving from my dad. My dad loves in a very extroverted way. So what, what, what ends up happening is like, like if I do something that he doesn't think I should be doing, he will get on me for it to the point of exhaustion, even little things. Um, he's done that my entire life. He'll, he still does it, but I've come to realize it's, it's necessary and I love him for it. And I love that he does it for me and does that. But I realized, so I'm also an only child. So like all my friends, I treat like family, you know, and you know who you are. You know, I love my friends. I don't have friends that I like. I don't, I just don't. I just don't have people I like in my life. There are people I like, obviously, but I love people. 
And when I love someone and they do something I think they shouldn't be doing or they're not doing something that I think they should be doing, I'm extremely pushy when it comes to convincing them to do it. And so what ended up, I, and I've always known that, but I had the attitude of, I don't care if I do it, I'm just gonna keep doing that because people need to know the truth. Well, so like when I first started 75 Hard, I was trying to tell people, hey, you need to do it, you need to do it, you need to do it. It's amazing to hear the reasons why people won't do 75 Hard. There is not one person that I know that has a good reason for why they can't do 75 Hard. Nobody. If you... the the big reasons that I could think of to not do 75 hard off top are if you're in a coma and you're like a vegetable. If you're under the age of, I don't know, if you're like a little kid, like if you're a, like a, like if you're like a toddler or maybe if you're, I think if you're, I would say 12 and under, I think 12 and under, um, Shoot, maybe even 13 and under. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if a gallon of water is good for you if you're 13 years old. I'm not sure. I don't remember. I'm 26, so I don't know. I'm pretty confident, though, that if you're a high schooler, 14 and up, and you're tw- you're doing everything, like, I think you're going to probably drink a gallon of water. And the ten- So it's just really difficult for me to come up with reasons why an adult who's in their, who's 18 and over can't do this program. Not having time isn't a reason because like people have done this and not had time. Um, Having kids is absolutely not a reason. That is not a reason. I think it's also kind of, well, I'm just going to say, I actually kind of think it's sickening when you use your kids as an excuse for why you can't do something. I think that's really, really bad. I think that's like a little like, like you're not really realizing like you're going to say your kid is not the reason you can't get better. Like you're going to tell me, oh, I have kids. It's too hard with kids. It's like, so you're putting, you're, so you're like telling me that your kids are the reason that you can't improve as a person. So now you're connecting your kids with the reason that you're going to regress in your life. That's like weird. That That's like really like, you don't think how bad that really is. But like, think about that for a second. Um... I actually had a friend tell me and like, if you, I hope uh, who this friend is, I'm not going to name, but I really hope you're listening. Like I actually had a friend tell me, I don't care about my health. The only thing I care about is achieving my goals. Like I, I actually care more about my goals than my physical health. And it's like, that was actually one of the worst things I've ever heard. It's actually sad. It's like, bro, if you don't have your health, like what, what do you mean? You care more about your goals than your physical health. Like that doesn't make sense at all. It makes no sense. I have, I had an amazing guy in my life named Ezra Klug. Ezra Klug. Uh, Went to the same synagogue as me. Ezra Klug, man. All of a shalom, man. R.I.P. Ezra Klug. Dope, one of the dopest people in my life. Older dude, man. He was in his 80s and he always used to, he was such a nice guy, man. He was such a kind person. And he had money. He was wealthy, but he was chilling, man. He was retired. He was from, uh, I don't remember what country. He's from from the old country, but he was just like, Lee, if you don't have your health, you got nothing. 
That's what he always used to say to me. He was a healthy dude. He was healthy. Man, he passed away, man. Shout out to Ezra. Lee, if you don't have your health, you got nothing. It's, it's true. If you think about like, like my friend who said they don't care about their physical health. It's like, what? What if you die? <laughs> what if you're dead? <laughs> what do your goals matter if you're freaking dead? What? What do your career goals even mean? If you're, what if you're laid up in a hospital? What? What if you have cancer? What if you're obese? What if you have like, what? What do you mean you don't care about your physical health? Like that doesn't, that's the stupidest thing. It's number one is physical health, man. Number one. You know, some might say I care about God first. It's cool. Like that's you. You know, I personally care more about my physical health, but to each his own. But the, like it's physical health first. For me, here's what it is for me. It's my physical health. It's my family. It's my personal goals. And then it's like everything else. That's all, that's all that matters to me. It's like physical health is number one, you guys. Mental health is number one. Like health isn't just physical. I really shouldn't have just been saying physical. It's mental health too. It's physical, mental, and emotional health. To me, all three of those things are one. They're really not one category. They're actually three separate categories because you could be in great physical shape, but me mentally emotion and emotionally weak. So all three of those, health, take care of those things first. Health, get your, but I think if you get into good physical shape, I think it's gonna help you mentally and emotionally. It's not going to solve your problems 100%. But if you're exercising twice a day and dieting and drinking a gallon of water, you're you're going to be a little bit happier. You're 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 going to be happier. You're going to be in a good place. Um but when I started hearing all of the reasons for why people don't do this program, now that I'm finished with the program, it just made me realize like, you know what? You don't need to, I don't need to convince you to do this program because I don't care if you do this program. It doesn't matter to me. Why, why should it? Like, yeah, of course I love you. But like, if you, whether you do the program or not, for me, here's like literally what I care about. All I care about is me and my emotions and like how I'm doing. Like, if you are happy with where you're at like okay then you're good to go you don't need to do anything you're fine you're happy but if you're like which by the way n none of you listening are 100 i don't think and i would beg to please argue with me i could be wrong but i don't think any of you listening are 100 happy with every single aspect of your life i don't think so i know i'm not and i just finished 75 hard and i'm not happy i'm happy but there's stuff that i still want to accomplish so any of you can come to me and tell me you're 100% happy with everything and how life is going. You're completely 100% content. Fine, but you have now a new set of problems. You shouldn't be this content. You should have something you want to accomplish, but whatever. So that's fine. But listen to me, please. Like if you're unhappy or you are complaining and you don't know what to do and you just feel like lost and 
out of touch with what you really want, like don't come asking me and talking to me about it. Don't vent to me. Do not do it. Hold it in. And if that's going to ruin our friendship, good. That's, I'm happy then. Then I don't want a friend like you if you're going to really be that type of a person. Now, if you're having a problem in your life, just listen to me though. I, I want this to be super clear. If you are looking for solutions, if you are a solutions, I'll give you an example, honestly. My cousin Thomas. My cousin Thomas and I, we talk to each other about our problems. But we are both really solution-oriented. So the reason that I enjoy my time with my cousin Thomas is because he'll talk to me about something he's going through, but he's like trying to come up with a solution. And he'll ask me, what do you think I should do? And I'll give him advice and I'll do the same thing with him. That's not what I'm talking about when I say I don't want to be your friend. That's amazing. That's great. We all have problems, man. We need to vent. We need to talk stuff out with people. I have homies who I vent to all the time. What I'm talking about is just complaining to complain to complain. I'm not doing that. I'm not, I don't need to be in touch with you. I don't need to talk to you. Especially like if I coach kids who do that, I'm going to have a problem coaching you. You're going to have, you're not going to like me. And it's not because I'm going to be mean and cuss you out and be mean to you, but it's like, I don't know what to do. Like you're not a solutions oriented person. I, I don't think I have that many kids who I coach who are like that, but I have plenty of young players who are very solutions-oriented people who when I tell them to do something, they do it. But I also have coached kids in the past who just aren't solutions-oriented. And it's really funny how like, this is a great summary of like what life is really like. It's so crazy. I've never had a I'm not going to go into this topic. All I've got to say, usually the people who are complaining about something are usually the ones who are not doing what they should be doing. I do everything I need to be doing in my life to get to the next level. So you're not going to hear Lee Litvin complain because I know what I'm doing is right and I know that I have everything I need to get the job done. So why would I need to complain about what? I just need to be patient. Um... So, and I've said that so many times on this podcast, don't complain to me. Um, but now I'm at a point where I'm not going to get angry. I'm not going to get upset. Like I used to get upset when people would complain. I don't, I don't, it's like, bro, whatever. Like, I don't even know. I really don't know what it's going to be like, what people are going to be like around me. I, I don't know. We'll see. But if people come at me, you know, this, that, and the third about complaining, I'm just going to say, Hey, listen, like, just so you know, like, I'm not really big on hearing complaints. So if you're asking me for a solution, I'll give you to you. But if you're just complaining, like, don't, don't do that. I don't really know how to handle complaints. I'm not a big complaints person. You got to come with a solution. So I'm a big solutions oriented guy. I'm confident that this program could change anybody's life. Um, it's certainly changed mine. It's just... I think it's just made me feel like I could literally do anything that I want. I've realized that, and you guys know I'm like really career oriented. I'm a musician. I'm a rapper. I'm a producer. I own a social media agency. I'm a basketball coach. 
So I'm like really big on like my career, but my biggest problem was that I was too spread out. I was, sp oh, and I own a clothing brand with two of my friends. It's called Gifted by Choice. I was just like spread too thin and I couldn't do it all. But I realized like from 75 hard, like I know what I really, 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 really want to do and I know what I can accomplish. And I know I have the tools at my disposal to literally accomplish anything I want. And I've realized that and I know what the next step is going to be in my career. I know what I'm about to do and what I'm about to do, what I'm up, the journey that I'm about to embark on in my career is actually, it's actually going to be groundbreaking. I'm about to disrupt the music industry. You know, I'm about to disrupt the music industry in the next five years. I, I can't really speak on exactly what I'm doing because I have not even really started, but I'm going to start today. Like I'm starting today and it's a new project. It's almost like a new business, but it's not really a new business. It's, it's, it's more of an extension of what I'm already doing with my music production business. Um, many of you know what I'm talking about just cause I've talked to you about it a lot, but I would rather, instead of telling you what I'm going to do, I'd rather just show you. And so that you can, you can, you know, you can see it to believe it. Um, and the goals that I want to do right now are much more impact based than they are financial based. Although what I'm doing will earn me a lot of money. Uh, it's more about the impact that I'm going to make. As you've noticed, I said disrupt the music industry rather than I'm about to earn hella money. It's like I would much rather make the impact that I'm about to make on the music industry than just focus on getting money. I want to make an impact. And I've, I've heard this so many times and I want you all to hear this too. You want to earn more money? Solve bigger problems. Solve more problems. I'm speaking to you from the perspective of hearing that from other people, not from the perspective of that's what I do. Because right now, I don't solve big enough problems. That's why I don't earn enough money. You want to earn money? Solve bigger problems. And the problem that I'm about to solve, it's a big problem that people have. It's a big problem. And it's a big problem for a specific type of people. I'm really excited about it. Maybe as I continue to do this new business journey, I'll document it here on the pod. Maybe I'll tell you guys about what I'm doing and kind of talk about my milestones. You know, I probably will. Um, so, you know, that's it for the show today. You guys, I really appreciate your attention. It would really mean a lot to me for this podcast to grow to another level. I've been pretty consistent at about 20 to 30 plays per episode. That's really low. And I would really, and I'm not gonna run advertisements on this podcast. You guys know I have a sponsorship in the beginning. So when I say run advertisements, I don't mean that. I mean run advertisements where I'm gonna pay money to expose the podcast more to new people. I'm not gonna do that. I want this podcast to grow organically and you listening right this second, you 
I, I, you have to understand you putting a rating and a review on the iTunes store and actually sharing my podcast on social media and not just sharing it on social media, but actually copying the link to this episode and texting it to someone and saying, Hey, you need to hear this podcast. My buddy just did this crazy challenge called 75 hard. You have to listen to this episode. Like you doing that to one of your friends is going to make an impact on me. You're going to help me. So I'm sitting here doing all of these different things in my life and I'm telling you about them and I'm doing everything I can to solve problems in your life. I'm trying to change your life. And I'm not charging you any money and I'm not bothering you. So it would really, really mean a heck of a lot to me if you just shared my podcast with one of your friends. It's not that hard. It probably will take you less than 60 seconds, but it really would make a humongous impact on me. Okay. So thank you guys. Stay safe through this coronavirus, COVID-19 stuff we're going through. It would really mean a lot to me again if you stayed inside and really, really practiced uh, shelter in place and just locked yourself down and keep yourself safe, keep your family safe. Wash your hands multiple times a day, even if you're just staying inside. Just, just, just do it. Just get in the habit of being clean and stay safe out there. Appreciate you. Big Talk Nation, thank you so much. Love you. I'll talk to you next week. Peace. Used to not know where I was going. Used to not think that I was growing. Knowing that I needed something to be happening. My results are not an accident. Keep it going because I'm passionate. Never wanted to be an average kid. Reputation never trashing it. Competition outlasting it. Dominate for those who fall in. I ain't half, I'm all in. When you need somebody, who you call it?